Hey there, welcome back to ADD News. This is going to be part two of episode seven. Appreciate you sticking around listening. Here we're going to follow up with world news and get it, and then get into some culture wars. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. And at the time that you're hearing this part of this episode, we should be getting pretty close to done with our first Brian's research segment, mini series segment. So yeah, keep an eye out for that. Other than that, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, I do have. I have at least one more thing for around the country, I believe. Oh, go um, for it. Oh, actually, and I have another one for Texas. I've missed, but go ahead. Yeah. So last week or two, White House put out a strategy for countering domestic terrorism, primarily in just in response, allegedly, to the rise of like white supremacist groups and militias in the country, especially like in the Pacific Northwest, as well as in direct response to the January 6th insurrection at Capitol, which is all fine and good. It, it is extremely vague and its response in general. But I do want to point out specifically that it is in fact so vague. It, it is, it has potential to lead to, as going to sound Republican, but like <laughs> aggressive government overreach and, uh, and allow any number of people from all walks of life to be labeled domestic terrorists based on views that the, the government doesn't agree with. And I say this not because the government's out to get you. I say it because the, in a lot of ways, the government could in fact be out to get you. Now, eh. again, they, they put this out with the implication that it was to combat the rise of white supremacy, but that is never stated in the document itself. And we will, of course, put up a link to the White House website that lists out this document. It's about 30 pages, but there's like photographs in it. There's entire pages of like just like cover letters and all that jazz. But I do want to point out this very specific segment of it where they list out the types of people they're looking for, essentially. Anarchist, violent extremists who violently oppose all forms of capitalism, corporate globalization, and governing institutions, which they perceive as harmful to society. Mm. Like almost explicitly stating they are and violent extremists, and we'll get to that in a second as well, is kind of like their, their wiggle word. You can't just say we're going to attack anarchists and anti-capitalists and right people who governing institutions would include like ice correct so like you'd be like people opposing ice yeah yeah i'm sure they could fit that in there somehow so anybody say rioting outside of a ice right facility um, and it goes on later on to include the ic assesses that racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists rmbes and militia violent extremists present the most lethal dve threats I don't want to point that out because, again, they never explicitly say white supremacist organizations. They don't mention, like, Proud Boys by name or anything like that. They list some pretty broad terms labeling almost anyone from the left as well, or, like, the far left, far, quote-unquote, left. And they use that word violent pretty frequently, at one point, like, three to four times in a single sentence. Probably to get the point across, no, no, we're not going after, like, you if you just happen to disagree with policies or whatnot except this is from biden's administration the whitehouse.gov is where you can find this if you look back over the past year a lot of protests occurred over the past year a lot of them and multiple times biden himself has stated at a speech in philadelphia of june of last year there's no place for violence there's no place for looting or destroying property or burning churches or destroying businesses 
we need to distinguish between legitimate peaceful protest and opportunistic violent destruction. We know what they mean by violence. They don't mean just the January 6th insurrection capital riot. They mean just general protests, most of which the violence was initiated by governing forces. Right. Later on, he is quoted, he's quoted, again, direct quoted. I got this through NPR. Writing is not protesting. Looting is not protesting. Setting fires is not protesting. Debate on that. None of this is protesting. It's yeah. lawlessness, plain and simple. He <laughs> continues later on. Oh, ask yourself, do I look like a radical socialist with a soft spot for rioters? Really? I want a safe America, safe from COVID, safe from crime and looting. I put this part in bold, safe from racially motivated violence, safe from bad cops. <laughs> Yikes. And again, that term is used to imply white supremacy, but they they specifically use that repeatedly. But doesn't say um, white supremacy. And that was this, and that was from I think August of last year. He said this. This is all during his election cycle. And it's so vague. We should be able to assume it actually does not stop there, especially with the inclusion of anarchists and people who oppose capitalism. Apparently, so the way his anti-domestic terrorism strategy uses similar language from his, again, his speeches even, much less governing policies. This just feels like an absolute way for them to be like, oh, yeah, we're going to take off the white supremacists. But also, is that a Black Lives Matter t-shirt you got on, kid? Oh, you sound like a domestic terrorist. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, the way it's phrased, well, with people who are just opposing certain governing institutions that they which they There's perceive as for that it's not even they literally even put language in to make it seem like oh all has to do is be perceived yeah <laughs> which they perceive as harmful to society which we already know that cops are always <laughs> their pants about the i was scared for my life i was scared for my life I, uh, the perception of of threat is just constant with American law enforcement. So that really does leave a lot of breadth for, of action there. Absolutely. Like who are these anarchist violent extremists or the people who are violently opposing capitalism that he's referring to? Antifa? Is it, is it Antifa? Is, yeah. Is it it? Yeah. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Wow. Which isn't. Can't have any anti-fascism here. Because uh, again, later on, he, they, when he mentions the things he's uh, absolutely against, and there's like destruction of businesses. That is the real crime here, is the business part of that. It's not, well, they're really upset with the murdering cops. And that's pretty bad. But that family dollar, it's uh, pretty essential to the local economy. Mm -hmm, yeah. That's the real crime here. Right. And that was the same issue that everyone had. Everyone yeah. on the right had the protest. Yeah. Like, oh, y'all, yeah, but y'all shouldn't burn down businesses. What did they ever do to you? Except uh, a lot. Uh, they did everything. Except everything. <laughs> that's, that's bad. But also murdering innocent people is bad. So there's bad on both sides. Right. Yeah. The murdering innocent people is just as bad as the burning down a building. And, and it just continues to like shed more light on how our government actually does view human life as in as a commodity because right. circle back around to child slavery. The business was more important than the rights of human children. Yeah. 
according to the highest court in the land, right? Exactly. So stability of capitalism, as stable as it possibly can be, because it's not stable, uh, yeah. is more important than actually fighting white supremacy and race, like systemic racism and the horrors that capitalist capitalism has put upon our people. people. Right. <laughs> about uh, all people. Yeah. So, yeah, I just I, I just want to talk about that and just say how just what a bag policies or strategy. And all it's doing is to cater to the far right, which like they never do that. The far right never caters to <laughs> anyone, even center or left or even moderate right. That <laughs> But when everyone's catering to the far right, that's like literally how you get fascism. Yeah. Yeah. You, you they couldn't put. We're t- we're taking out white supremacists because then who's gonna watch Tucker Carlson? Yeah. Speaking of capitalist things, I love the power grid in Texas. Also, once again, the monop the corporate monopoly that runs the power grid in Texas. ERCOT was telling people that because it was Texas was reaching its summer average of the mild ninety degree weather that Texas always has, that they were asking people to keep their thermostats at was it seventy eight. Yes. Yeah, 78 degrees to conserve power. And in some cases, people with smart thermostats were having their thermostats automatically changing to 78 degrees, which is the most dystopian I've ever heard of. (laughs) If if you're listening, you're not from Texas. It's goddamn miserable here sometimes. Yeah, 90 degree weather with 75 to 90% humidity, like 90 to 110 degree weather. I think my mom sent me a picture of an advisory for South Texas that said to limit your time outside, activities outside if you can, and drink lots of water because it was going to be 108 to 110. It is early summer. We are in the cool part of summer. It's still like 64 to 66 degrees here in California during the morning times, and it gets a little over 70 in the the noon-ish times, 73 after the sun comes up-ish, give or take. But it was like 54 degrees when I took uh, my dog out yesterday morning. That's it. I'm I'm taking sides. California sucks. (laughs) (laughs) They're mighty with their weather. Yeah. You can't have all of the good weather. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Nevada chiming in over there. (laughs) <laughs> yeah nevada's a dry wasteland of hot and bleh, i hate it you know honestly it's probably worse for you in fact because i'm uh, we're nowhere near california y'all are neighbors and they're keeping this from you yeah well it's not my fault that the government bought your entire state and keeps aliens there that's probably why it's so hot radioactive uh, and also test nuclear warheads there. Yes. Why is Nevada a place people live? In the in the two little strips of livable land that's not government-owned wasteland, I don't know. Because it's pretty <laughs> close to wasteland. Gambling and prostitutes. You would think you'd be able to, like, convince the people who you were able to convince of legalized prostitution to, like, take over a different neighboring state and legalize it there <laughs> rather than live in Nevada. No. It's a lot easier to sway, like, 12 people than it is to sway, like, a couple million. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> I, I, I loved in the election when it showed Nevada. And it was like, look at these two slivers that are blue and the whole state turned blue when all this vast wasteland of government property is red. <laughs> 85% of Nevada is owned by the government. Oh, my God. That whole middle section of nothingness is owned by the government. That was colored in red. Yeah, that's all government property. 
<laughs> well, well, there were literally zero votes from this area. But, uh, red well, by, red anyway. yeah. It's like the people living in this area. Yeah, well, uh, those government employees, they'll, you know, maybe 150 of them, they all get to vote. So that's where that and that's where that is. Would it be wild if they were actually giving aliens in there the right to vote, but not <laughs> worried about aliens <laughs> 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 are Illegal aliens are voting in the Nevada desert. <laughs> and voting Republican, damn it, that's funny. Yeah, the two slivers that were blue were like 99% of Nevada's population. Yeah, the Reno area, Washoe County, and I think... And, Ve and the Vegas, Vegas area. Yeah. Yeah, Vegas and Reno, the only two cities that are have a population, and they were blue. Surprise, surprise. The town I'm from, I think, has a population of like 9,000. And while we're on, while we're, we're on that roll, let's go ahead dip into the front lines of the culture war. Hey, hey, we needed to have like military soundtrack right there. Yeah, yes. Just fit the yeah. machine gun fire. <laughs> Loading up my guns. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. <laughs> That's Shooting those, you with culture. The apples, the squirt gun. <laughs> <laughs> we ended violence by making our emoji a squirt gun. Remember when iPhones first came out and like every app was just like a gun you would tap and it make gun sounds? Yeah, or a beer that you could tip and yeah. drink. Yeah. Yeah, or like a picture of a lighter that, that could the flame waved when you shook it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Much less dystopian times. <laughs> <laughs> Reject modernity. Embrace tradition. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, conservative talking heads. All I've got is Glenn Beck, who decided to post this big article saying, like, the headline was Trump vindicated. And you will never guess what happened for him to suggest that Trump was vindicated on something. Is this, a, is this an election thing still? Nope. It's actually about their favorite topic, California. California, I guess. And I've not fact-checked this, but according to Mr. Beck, California has decided to start for, like, better forest management. Like, like you know, clearing out dead trees and, and Apparently, yeah. at some point, whenever we had our last wildfire, Trump said that. But, like, everyone said that. So, like, this is not really. Anyway, yeah. So, because Trump said, oh, they should be cleaning out, like, because he was going to deny federal aid for that disaster because right. we didn't do the forest management thing, even though no one. Was it federal land that caught on fire? Yes. Yeah, the national forest. Yeah. But, like, Trump also didn't tell California to do that. He just said, oh, they should have done that. And now that I guess allegedly, I, I still have it, I haven't checked, but apparently the California has decided to start clearing out some of the dead trees from the forest. And now Trump is vindicated, which is just such a weird connection to make. Not every yeah. ecologist <laughs> who has talked about wildfires in the last 50 years in California, just Trump. <laughs> We got you now. I guess he's president again. He was right about wildfires. He was right That's about the requirement. Those specific fires that specific time, meaning he was vindicated on all of it. <laughs> Might as well have not even the been. doesn't fit. <laughs> you must have quit. Must have quit. But yeah, that's just assholery. Uh, of course. I mean, that's, that's kind of what this entire segment yeah, is. Yeah, that's all it is, really. <laughs> I got I got some stuff on little Tuck Tuck. Oh, give me. I don't have anything on him. Oh, I actually wrote Tuck Tuck into my notes. Tuck -tuck. <laughs> <laughs> so this past couple weeks, Tucker on his show where he says many things about many people ha has still talking about January 6th and how, Good Lord. I guess we need to defend 
the the people who committed those acts because that's necessary. Jesus, it's not. By the oh, way, yeah, 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 that's not. That's that's necessity to defend their actions for, for Mister Cuck. <sighs> Look at the documents. The government calls those people unindicated cons- co-conspirators. What does that mean? I'm trying to work on a Tucker voice, but I'm not great at it yet. Well, it means that in potentially every single case, they were FBI operatives, really, in the Capitol on January 6th. And I just want to point out, like, the word potentially is doing a lot of heavy lifting in that sense. A lot of Greg Abbott legwork. He's referring to... Abbott work one in. He's referring to documents of the the conspirators in, in January 6th. And that there are names that haven't been arrested yet, essentially. That's pretty much it. And potentially, in theory, they could, in fact, be FBI operatives. They could also, in theory, be lizard people disguised as humans or lifelike robots who the aliens put in to destabilize government. I don't, they could potentially, in theory, be literally anything, Tucker. I, yeah. <laughs> You can't prove him wrong. I can't prove it. Prove him wrong. And, and this falls in line with you know, like your, your description of Fox News and Tucker's show. Like, this isn't news. This You're not no, sharing the- information. You're just saying words out loud and then hoping that people latch onto those words, which they do, we'll get to, and run with it. Yeah, that's the general uh, tenor that was referred to in that court case where they say, like, you should know that he exaggerates and lies because of the way he talks. And that's what they were referring to, even though he talks in that way to intentionally deceive. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's that's his, his bag. Later on, he, he's stating in his show, we know that because without fail, the government has thrown the book at most of the people, which is not without fail, Tucker, but all right, who were present in the Capitol on January 6th. There was a nationwide dragnet to find them. Tucker, they could have been throwing interns at this case. these cases. They were taking photos of themselves, committing crimes. As live and tagging themselves yeah. on, like, yeah, on Facebook. Like, we're, <laughs> we're, we're dragnet to find them. They they use social media. It was a dude at his desk just... With no masks on. He's, he probably, he probably, they literally just, like, probably just searched... Hashtag January 6th and just scroll through the photos. I also like entire like groups of uh, like Facebook groups and stuff that we're talking about the six. There were T-shirts made. Yeah, they literally had T-shirts made, Tucker. (laughs) This isn't a conspiracy. (sighs) Honestly, the word co-conspirator implies too much like thought went into this whole thing. Yeah. My God, literally tagging themselves, ransacking the Capitol. All right, and this is, it's only, it, it's a pretty dumb thing he said. But my main concern with it is that within like a week or a days, Marjorie Taylor Greene was using this as a reference to talk about FBI's involvement with the January 6th, mostly in an attempt to exonerate like herself and others who helped instigate this instance, I'm sure, including also Representative Matt Gates, who's still around despite, wasn't he caught? paying sex traffickers through venmo yeah i guess you don't get removed from office until after you're found guilty so the evidence that's been collected i like i don't know that for a fact i just am wild speculating here as to why he still has authority in any way he he was sharing a bit on twitter and he he's literally says like first they had a backup plan to stop trump and russia collusion witch hunt now we're finding out they were deeply involved in january 6th what is this diddler talking about? 
they use these words like we're finding out. Oh, some people are speculating. And it's like the joke they do in no news. We're like, are they a huge criminal? We can't say, but you can think yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. Who's to um, oh, wink, wink. Yeah. We can literally we, walk you we know. through that water and have you drink. But we're not saying it. Yeah, we don't own oh. the slaves or the plantation. We just have exclusive <laughs> rights to the stuff produced by those slaves. We we just paid for them to get it. We give them cash to keep their you know business up. We provide training for their their slave masters. I guess Jesus, what a dark phrase. Yeah. We do. We have people on payroll whose jobs are to train slavers, but we are not slavers. Yeah, that's exactly the way that they peddle misinformation to with one with one degree of separation. And Gates literally doesn't even reference Tucker by name. He just says, now we are finding out they're deeply involved in January Yeah, so Tucker makes some wild have... claim that has no substance. And then that's reports that we're finding out for a representative who also... It becomes evidence yeah. somehow that gets reused and repackaged. Which is why uh, it's saying that he wants that, that court case because his, like, if you get cited by a U.S. official... Your, the general tenor of your show is not known to be exaggerated. Like, what's that meme? How does he keep getting away with this? But really, how does he keep getting away with this? <laughs> oh, God. It's when I see Tucker getting away with this, it gives me Tucker face of that lost yeah. shame. It's it's the Tucker paradox in <laughs> or Ouroboros of Tuckerness. <laughs> Tuckception. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you hate Tucker, so you put some Tucker in your Tucker. <laughs> it's reverse pimp my ride. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the things you hate the most. He, he pimped was... my life. <laughs> <laughs> God. Ah, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's that was that's pretty much the extent of my notes. I have like two more minor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First one is the that so for as far as like cancel culture and other time sucks go, we've got Marxism is back because I guess nothing has happened with like potato dicks or or racist children's books or anything lately for them to latch on to. So the narrative is just everything is Marxist. Oh, yeah. It's like an Oprah Winfrey, like, and you're a Marxist and you're a Marxist. Everybody's a Marxist. Look under your chair. It's a Marxist. <laughs> <laughs> and they've been doing some of that for, I mean, at least since I've been noticing, at least like the past year or so. With yeah, they just kicked it to high gear this last couple of weeks. Oh yeah, was are you talking about uh, old Teddy Cruz? Yeah, well, we'll we'll get to the the facet of critical race theory next. More like that's another part of it. Teddy Khrushchev. I'm trying to make a, a Russian collusion <laughs> joke there. Has no one done uh, that? Yet? Krem uh, Kremlin Cruz. Oh. Uh, Teddy Khrushchev is better. Yeah, well, you'll have to send it to whatever, whoever tweeted out the Kremlin Cruise thing and correct it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Copyright, TM, LTD, whatever. Yeah, so so the so there's first, like, we'll get to critical race theory, but yeah, that's the first thing that it's Marxist, too. And that was almost my Ben Shapiro there, as I said that, <laughs> I didn't mean to. But then there's, like, Marco Rubio saying Marxism is the biggest threat to American civilization. Then we've got the U.S. Navy, like, clarify that they view socialism as a terror threat socialism God. not even marxism that, yeah this came out yes yesterday or the day before I, i'm actually going to open this link from my notes i think do a justice healthcare is the real menace to society yeah navy like, that's what i think u.s military training document says socialists 
represent terrorist ideology. A Navy training document asks, anarchists, socialists, and neo-Nazis represent which terrorist ideological category? The correct answer is political terrorists, apparently. A military source briefed on training told me the document titled Introduction to Terrorism, Terrorist Operations is a part of a longer training manual recently dis disseminated by the Naval Education Training and Command Navy Tactical... Holy sh**. Hold on. Naval Education Training and Command's Navy Tactical Training Center in conjunction with the Center for Security Forces. I didn't realize I was going to have to put that many words together without a period. Take a breath halfway through. Yeah, I had to start over when I realized that was going to be a whole thing. The training is designed was for masters like at arms. the 50s? No, it was written recently. It was just disseminated. Wow. Yeah, because it lists white, white, or neo-Nazis and left-wing anarchists and socialists all in the same clump of political terrorists. Of course it does. Of course it does. Which, you know, plays into what you were saying earlier about Biden and terrorism, domestic terrorism. Mm -hmm. Oh, scanning this article. Let's see. I saw I saw a few buzzwords down here that I like. The FBI documents suggest without evidence that the term black identity extremists grew out of Black Lives Matter movement, which is not typically associated with violence. That's fun. This is all fun. This is great. This is The Intercept, and it's like a really long article detailing the government's plan to make leftism on par with neo-Nazis. Yeah, I love that, that comparison they always hey. make because there's because so many similar ideals between those two. Yeah, groups. one of them wants black people to not be killed and one of them wants black people to be killed. So they're so similar. A lot of a lot of those words are the same in both sentences. Yeah, killed black. Sounds like violent <laughs> terrorism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, throw one knot in the sentence, and apparently it's a different statement entirely. Right. Yeah, these look the same. The corporate wants you to find the difference in these two pictures. They're literally the same. I'm, I'm genuinely surprised I'm not seeing, like, someone quoting, like, a leftist with, like, I believe that cops dot dot, oh, cops should dot 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 kill people. The, the dot 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 is just the word <laughs> not. Oh, they'll see. They're advocating police violence. That's a direct quote. Yeah. That's like seeing Prager using the MLK quote of the the greatest threat to the Negro is the white liberal when he was talking about apathy, but they use it as like in the bad way, right. like, like that like the liberals, like the Democrats are the ones that are the racist. Uh -huh. When he met white apathy from liberals was the greatest threat. But like, yeah, they were like, they they're taking that as like the Democrats at the KKK and like. Yeah, I saw them misuse that on Juneteenth. Oh my God, of course I did. I mean, yeah. And that smacks of like when people kept trying to quote MLK out of context about a not or maintaining peace and not using violence. And then his children were like, no, 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 you're wrong. You take that out of context. And then a bunch of white people were correcting Martin yeah, Luther King's children. White explaining <laughs> to Bernice King. You don't know what your dad said. Yeah, me. You don't know nothing about your dad. I know everything me, about you. A dog. person not alive when your father was alive knows what your dad said. Who was white? Yeah, right. Yeah, or and not only what he said, but what he meant by what he said. You couldn't have known your father's intentions by you know living with him and knowing what like how he spoke about everything else. You have no nuance. I, the person who only heard word for word clips of his speeches, have the most nuance about this subject. That were aired on like Fox News, probably. 
Yeah, or from PragerU. Uh, <laughs> I didn't like go research Martin Luther King, man. <laughs> yeah, that would be like reading the Communist Manifesto. Uh, that's not me. Someone did it for me. I only know my ideas about someone else's ideas about your book, <laughs> which leads me, speaking of reading, Full Race Theory is the new big scary monster that's coming for your kids. So Ted Cruz is where I want to start, where he said he had this like clip that he put on Twitter. And to start the clip, I want to do it justice, so we're going we're gonna to do a quote of the week from conservatives. Hey. Rufus, if you want to open our one clip that I have saved for this, this episode. Yep, yep. Give me a moment. Because, you know, conservatives are morons, and we don't know what we're talking about. Correct. Yes. So that's the only true thing about this, like, four-minute clip that he said. Because what, what the context, to be fair, is that he said a reporter walked up to him and said, Hey, what's critical? This is like his... His my interpretation of his voice that he gave this reporter. Hey, what's critical race theory? And which is not how reporters talk. I feel like it was just a dude with a cell phone walked up to him. He's like, I, oh, that that's a journalist. I don't now. even feel no, like I somebody can... said this to him. I feel like you read it online. Oh no, this is absolutely made up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the journalist is somebody tweeting at him. Can you ex even explain critical race theory? <laughs> and so he was like, yeah, you expected it to be a gotcha because conservatives are stupid and we don't know what we're talking about, which again, that's the only true thing about what he said because he went on <laughs> to describe critical race theory as based in Marxism, except for when you take, you replace the class warfare with race war, which is just profoundly incorrect. Like all that proves is that conservatives are stupid and they don't know what they're talking about. Oh my God. And then to further that, you've got that this is where the fun... So, like, we all know that, like, Republicans have been complaining about 1984 for the last several years about everything constantly. It, but it's really Orwellian. Now they're... How on earth they mentioned 1984. Right. It's the, the... Orwell called it in 19... Actually, he called it an animal farm, how, how much people would reference 1984. But, uh, yeah, they're always turning your calendars back, this and that, because there's a dickless potato and whatever. And uh, the problem was, or the problem now is that, so like parents in Washoe County want teachers to wear body cams to make sure critical race theory isn't being taught in schools, which is thought crime. That's literally the, like, they're cool with this, the, the, this level of like guarding thoughts and making sure you don't hear dangerous ideas. God forbid a student God something new. Right. Or just even it's a different opinion. Yeah. And this is even, these aren't opinions. No, because critical race theory isn't like a curriculum. That's not something you're taught. It's an objective way of, of looking at the things you are taught. Well, and people are taught race theory, but not in K through 12. Well, yeah, because it, the, you have to have an understanding of critical theories, like the ability to critically think for it to matter. Like, and, and again, it's that you're taught how to objectively look at things it, it doesn't change history it doesn't change it, it's just a lens for which to observe your education as you go to continue to learn it it's critical theory but with regard to race like you know maybe like it's, it's like the thought like maybe this version of history that i'm being taught is whitewashed Let, let's hear maybe i want to go find the opinions of people who weren't white giving me this story not necessarily Maybe. that i don't want to hear the that white version but i'd like to also hear the not white version mm -hmm. and compare the two yeah no that's that's marxism to learn yep not white opinions and speaking of you've got glenn beck again on his website the far left is now targeting kids in the critical race theory war all caps 
And the screen cap for this video is they're doxing our kids, which like, I just love that conservatives that's, use like, we're just like mad lib liberal words. That's, like, that's not what doxing is. Oh, well, yeah. It's like, what was it? Oh, yeah. When Abbott said that uh, Biden's response to the border was tone deaf, but like who he was, what he was saying was that Biden was not responding to the border at all, which like to be tone deaf, you have to say something, <laughs> but he was saying nothing. So he couldn't <laughs> possibly be tone deaf. <laughs> it's just like mad living like that's literally what they're doing well didn't cruz also go on to say that part of race theory is that to hate white people well yeah so yeah that, that... he also well, he even specifies well if anyone's a different race than you not even just white people just all races should hate all the other yeah races, yeah that it's like like all the races that aren't black or white are middle class and the black is the as the poor class of like you know marxist theory and then the white people are the are the upper class, the bourgeois, as it were, and that they can't, but they can't like share whiteness. So like you just have to eliminate the white white genocide. Yep. <laughs> and and we're at full circle. And then the last thing that I want to talk about with this is something that I just saw more on this morning. The Joint Chiefs Chief of Staff for the Defense Department was having to defend. To, I believe, Matt Gates actually, in a congressional hearing, defend the decision of the U.S. military to, like, learn about critical race theory. And the chief of staff was like, I don't see the problem in us learning about what theories exist that are being, like, learned by people. Like, it's because it's becoming, like, something that is popularized because of conservatives railing against it. Now the U.S. military feels like they need to figure out what it is. And they're being challenged as being woke for learning about it. And the chief of staff was like, I... I he said he doesn't understand why he has to justify the military learning existing theories to to Congress and that it's not woke to learn about what theories exist. You know things? Sounds pretty You're trying woke. to learn? You're the U.S. government gathering intelligence? What? <laughs> not white intelligence? Why? What is that that office quote? Why use more words when few yeah. words good? <laughs> why use more theory when racist theory good? We already have a theory of how America started. We don't need more theories. Those count, those contradict what we already say. Yeah, I can't have people like learning about these other theories because then they might, you know, believe them. And we have to prevent that at all costs, people having differing beliefs. Well, we've been saying racism is over for a long time already. So if we give the implication that... Maybe it's not. They're going to lose faith in it. Or that maybe it, it would make it. Yeah, I just love the making Juneteenth a national holiday was like something that Abbott and Cruz celebrated. But you can't teach in school anything about Juneteenth because that's critical race theory, which is racist Marxism. And Ted Cruz said, and I quote, critical race theory is as racist as the Klansmen in white robes, end quote, which no. Not nah, even if even if the theory did was as like inflammatory as he suggests, it is there's it would not be as racist as Klansmen in white robes who literally committed violent racist crimes. Yes. Lynching people. Yeah. For being black is not as racist as learning about those people about <laughs> lynch thing. Yeah. I... Well, they're talking about what I'm assuming Cruz's grandfather did. That's racist. <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> Ugh.
learning about racism is racist. <laughs> then the pilgrims came over and the Indians taught them how to grow corn, smiley face. <laughs> Any other version of history is revisionist. <laughs> and racist. <laughs> it, it really just feels like they feel threatened by the idea that history can't be all about them. So they gotta fix it. <laughs> By banning all other schools of thought and literally history itself. I hate it. Which <laughs> hate brings them. us to our final section, the Baby Awards. <laughs> um, so do you want to take a crack at who our baby is? Yeah. We, one second. I want to say, I'm going to say Abbott this time. You would be correct. Hey, look at that. Is third Tucker? Third is actually a several way tie. Okay. So we've got Abbott with three points. And then it's, oh, wait, this one's two. So then it's two points is Cruz, <laughs> Beck, Biden, the Supreme Court of the United States in its entirety. And it uh, looks like, looks like that's it for second play, or I guess that would be third place. And then we've got in the running, honorable mentions, Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Tucker Carlson, Ralph whatever his name was that uh Machia. that hated that we made juneteenth that rep the republican representative oh charlie kirk no well him too but oh, also the, the yeah. GOP representative one of the 14 that yeah, voted yeah. against it yeah and then kirk oh and casey anthony oh that's <laughs> an honorable mention <laughs> because starting that business is baby <laughs> wow it, it really feels like 10 years ago again <laughs> <laughs> Casey Anthony, back in the news. Back in the news. I recently the, seen a video edge. about her because I think it was the same guy that did the video where it's like, this is what pretending to be crazy looks like. But I had seen he, he made a video on Casey Anthony and I'd watched that. And then I was like, what the f is she up to right now? And as of this year, that is what she is up to. Yeah, she's, she sent me that like news article and i was like oh i'm putting that in my episode notes right now and that was like a week or two it was like right after we yeah. recorded last session so that's been sitting in my notes and i've been dying to mention it for like three weeks <laughs> oh my god absolutely insane yeah that's everything i've got i don't want to have to do a ted cruz deep dive but i probably won't have to he's too consistently up to some shenanigans yeah there's i don't feel like there's much to learn there that's just the mm. regular conservative story of uh, not very good at hiding how awful he is yeah. And, he, and he's not up to anything interesting enough. Like, it's all very scripted. Yeah. There's no, like, like with Peterson and with Rush and with Fox News, like, there's a lot of, like, deep, dark stuff in there. But Cruz posts all his... There was yeah, so much more. Cruz posts all of his stuff right on Twitter, so... Cruz posts too much almost on Twitter. Or is in general. Yeah, it makes it really easy. Low-hanging fruit almost. I'm still gonna kick it. I, yeah... <laughs> Still gonna cut that shit whenever I find it. But yeah, so that's that's all we've had since the last episode as far as news goes. News goes. Um, make sure to follow us on Twitter at ADD News. Also Instagram and Facebook at the same time. Don't follow me on Instagram. Check out the baby wall. No, I follow <laughs> ADD News on Instagram. You can on our website at ADDnews.com. You can see the baby points. 
and also the fun, horrible pictures that we've associated with each of these people. <laughs> I really, truly encourage you to go to the website and see the work I've done on on. Also, death. all the information we've described today, we will have notes for available on the notes page. So you can yourself go and research and look at what we're, we're having to see with our own face eyes. Yeah, like if you think that any of what we're saying sounds unreasonable, you're free to start with our sources and then go from there and tell us what we got wrong. <laughs> Feel free to message us about any ideas you have for uh, future episodes. Also, we're going to be in Texas celebrating our birthdays here like in the two, next couple weeks. Two, three weeks? Yeah, we'll probably end up doing some sort of either live stream or episode or something. And if you want to be a part of the show, then you're in the Texas area. That is such a call broad in. statement to make. <laughs> the Texas area, yeah. you know, a little a little corner of the map. Just swing on down for an eight-hour <laughs> drive and hang out. If you happen to be either in Brownwood, Texas or Corpus Christi. Texas. Yeah, no, we'll probably end up doing some sort of live stream drinking game or something goofy like that try to take the edge off of the news we're gonna be edging ourselves all week <laughs> yes just for you <laughs> i believe that is our show have a newsy day i'm working on a catchphrase since the time that we recorded what we said about this story some new developments have come out with the chauvin sentencing it looks like he received two times the maximum sentence in a move that surprised everybody. They were able to use the extenuating circumstances to, yeah, give double the maximum allotted time for his conviction. They only sentenced him for one of his charges, correct? They didn't stack yeah. them up, right? Well, they, yeah, they sentenced you for the one that has the longest sentence, and it's double that one. That feels dumb. I yeah, I, I think that it, it's like a shotgun spray where like if you're if you're not sure that the worst charge will stick, you, you have your backup charges Yeah, you, that they don't. The only time that uh, it's only life sentences that stack sequ sequentially where yeah. you, you serve them one at a time. It feels like to me, like if I'm doing some some bad crimes, I get the big one out of the way, like a murder, for instance. And then just go hard on everything else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you really going to care about those diamonds I stole, Mr. Judge? I murdered a dude. <laughs> and once I get out on the, the murder, which, you know, is obviously not that much time in the United States. <laughs> you're set for life with the diamonds. And like the weirdest Shawshank ever. And the Shawshank where he actually like <laughs> killed his wife. Yeah. Screw it. Yeah, in for a penny, in for a pound. That's what I'm doing. I, of course, wouldn't be a cop while doing this because I have self-respect. Because you wouldn't be a cop anyways. <laughs> that too. This is another story that we talked about and has since developed a little bit further from when we first recorded. I learned later that McAfee actually at some point had posted on Twitter, I believe, and said that he'd heard that he might get suicided and this that was his proof that this post was his proof that he he did not commit suicide if he's ever found to have committed suicide which i guess i'll go ahead and take the l on that one my analysis on snowden on snowden's post was a little uh, like off because i was unaware of mcafee's saying that he wouldn't he wouldn't commit suicide i mean that could be the case also if i were gonna suicide myself that's the phrasing for that right yeah, suicide. But I want to take someone down with me. I'd leave a note like that. 
I, yeah, I guess that's true. If I wanted to be like a real prick about it. And also, because it, <laughs> it was a post from a while back, because he, he's obviously not posting from a Spanish prison or anything, but he, it was, because I saw it on poorly aged things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Whenever the news came out that he had, was found to have committed suicide. And I was like, oh, that's awkward. But I guess the other thing is that you technically might make a post like that. And then the circumstances of your life, like being in a Spanish prison about to be extradited to the United States might alter your position on that. And you have no way of clarifying. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I take that back. Yeah, I'm bound by my tweet from a couple of years ago. <laughs> I can't kill myself now. I would say that I guess at at best it like mur that makes the water a little more murky. Yeah, it doesn't answer anything for sure. It's just a right. digital note to be added whenever you're thinking about it. One new story that I really want to talk about since we recorded that I'm gonna cram in here post. It in there. Yeah, and boy, is that a great choice of wording word oh. that I might edit later. Cosby was set free. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. God dang it. <laughs> On a technical error, the Supreme Court in what, Pennsylvania, whatever state? Can't remember. I just saw oh, it probably passing. Bullshit state, though. They, so I, I, I guess the prosecutors had declined to had already made the decision to decline to prosecute Cosby when Cosby made the incriminating statements that he made that were then used to pick up the case again and convict uh. him. Which, you know, like, I guess I understand that, like, like, uh, on a technical level, yeah, the double jeopardy, your protection against double jeopardy in the U.S. Constitution is clear. You, once, a, once a case has been dropped against you, you can't be retried for it. Here's the thing. <laughs> if you go out and you essentially confess to doing those crimes again, that should be a Jimmy. That should cancel out. You're, you yeah. should be forfeiting your double jeopardy protection. <laughs> Generally, I'm all about the no take backsies rule, but this, this there's so much that precedes the take backs rule. Right. Because but it, it, it's like about the framers intent. Like the reason it was like to protect you from the government, like sitting there and obliterating you with like trying to retry and retry and retry until they get a conviction on something right. when they can't get a conviction. Like it's like it's a protection from like overreach in that degree but like it's it's a bit too much as far as protection goes there should be there should be like a little asterisk where it's like if if you're a person who has their case dropped against them for rape like, and then like you an admit to rape as soon as you walk out of the courthouse like an extenuating circumstance clause yeah like, this is meant to protect citizens who essentially didn't commit their crime if you go out and then confess to this crime yeah of abusing women that's drugging them yeah the other thing is like if you want to even go a step further and say that it, it should like the caveat should be only for like specific types of crimes like yeah like if right. you say like ah ha ha i did do those drugs or i did have those drugs like <laughs> i gotta you, you, they shouldn't be able to then be like oh gotcha but whatever good for you man yeah, if it's a rape or murder or whatever, then you should, and then you go out and admit to it. You should not be protected from that because uh, that's f***ed. I feel like that's a hole in, in that that they didn't really foresee. They were too distracted with trying to keep the government from doing f and not thinking about 
how the people might abuse that power. Right. Because like who like if if you're writing that like and you and you haven't seen what America is going to become, you how would you like even think that somebody would do that? Like like it would be so stupid to go out and admit that because especially at a time where duels are like a thing, somebody's just gonna kill you <laughs> if you do that. It just it probably Again, didn't seem necessary should, back then. Bring back duels under special circumstances. Yeah, yeah. Like we should have like a. I mean, we've got an overbloated like federal government as far as like funding goes. Like we have the money somewhere to set up a committee that determines whether or not like the grievance of a duel is good enough for the activation of that duel. I guarantee there's someone in military who's like, "This is the job I've always wanted. Yeah, this is what I wanted to do. Use the military budget. Screw it. We yeah. have plenty of it. All those people, right? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, wow. Well, yeah. That's that's. I yeah, I felt like I needed because like however long it's gonna be before we record again, I felt like that needed to get addressed and put into this episode. Yeah, I'd seen a lot of like posts about Cosby and like that weird faction of people who were like pro Cosby still somehow. Ugh. I was like, oh, this is a really upsetting random thing in the new in my Twitter feed. No, now I know why. It's cause they're bags because their king bag got out. And then yeah, and then the other like thing that has been irritating me is seeing like the the self-righteous indignation of donald trump jr on twitter i'm like dude your dad's a rapist you don't really get a say in this conversation he said something like cosby's lawyers said this is a win for the black community wow i disagree i'm like i how about what shut the (laughs) up I like uh, whether or not you're right, you're not in a position to speak on that pot, kettle, glass houses, rocks, whatever, whatever phrase you want to apply. To All of them. Yeah. yeah. Virgin bushes. A pot I don't know. All of rocks. Call <laughs> like a kettle black in a glass house. Uh, I. Wow. Yeah. The, I was like, I. it's weird because I thought that the story itself would be the sh- about it. And then. Nope. <laughs> the, I'm not saying the commentary is worse because oh. obviously the situation is so much worse. But like the commentary, no, is like yeah, it's some like insulted wrinkles on a cake. Because yeah, if I had independent of Donald Trump Jr. heard what he said, like if I'd heard that Cosby's lawyers said that, I, I like I would and am upset by that assessment. But then also equally upset by that coming, like the indignation coming from Junior, and yeah, I just had a whole lot of feelings on on that story. <sighs> That's cool. I was so when I first read the headline, I saw it say that his conviction was overturned, and I was like, "Wait, what? The actual f- what happened?" And then to learn that it was just like a legal technicality, I don't understand how that wasn't like presented at the start like that be right. like how how did nobody think about the fact that that was double jeopardy right at the start of that i don't know i really don't how was that not argued by like and i don't and maybe it was but like i'm mostly wondering how that was not effectively argued by cosby's legal defense at the start like yo this whole entire being here is unconstitutional because that would have saved us all a lot of time and energy like yeah, make sure everybody's aware that he admitted to that and that that's the reason and that but that we like that he can't be tried for those specific things cuz the case had already been dropped, which is crazy that double jeopardy applies that way because he'd not even been tried 
for those cases. The case was dropped and then right. It's not like he he received a not guilty or anything. Right, and I I get I get uh, it's once again like a super technicality because like yeah, technically the case was dropped, so that means that's an outcome legally, but that's not. That's like a plea deal being an outcome, like right. It's not really an outcome, but well, again, it's 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 that once the people who were defending it, like it's not like he didn't do it. At no point is this the statement that he didn't do it. No, even legally, he did it. Yeah, he's just now unable to be punished for it. Right. The conviction was not incorrect based on the evidence. It's just that it the whole trial was not allowed to take place technically which is yeah that's something oh yeah. real quick did i see this doesn't have to be included a supreme court thing about i think it was hasbro or someone using prison labor because of underemployment i had not seen that yet but i've also not been too focused on the news the last couple of days i've been focused on editing this no understood but yeah hasbro well, maybe it, not, it wasn't Hasbro. Supreme Court upholds Arizona voting restrictions 29 minutes ago. Oh, yeah. Saw that, too. Super garbage. Of course they did. Yep. Supreme Court invalidates California's donor disclosure requirement. What? <laughs> In this new segment where we just scan what the Supreme Court did today for a brief, like, recap. <laughs> the Supreme Court on Thursday invalidated a California rule that requires charitable organizations to disclose the names of contributors in a case that could impact the future of dark money politics. The, the, the opinion was 6-3 along conservative liberal lines. Of, of course, course the conservatives wanted to preserve dark money. Yep. <laughs> we can't let everyone know that it's, you know, child slavers are the ones who are donating money to us. Yeah. Or that all of the corp the woke corporations that Ted Cruz cries about also fund half of his campaigns. Oh right. <laughs> Supreme Court's radical new union busting decision. Oh. We think the term union busting should be more literal. The court's new union busting, this is one week ago. The court's new union busting decision reads like something out of an Anne Rand dark fantasy novel. This is from Vox. Since 1956, the Supreme Court has applied a well-established framework of businesses behind an infamous anti-labor decision from more than a century ago. It, oh, it added caveats to its rules from that. Again, along party line 6-3 vote. Yeah. Thus far, the Supreme Court's first term since Justice Amy Coney Barrett's confirmation gave conservatives a supermajority has been a fairly mixed bag. I feel like Supreme Court justices shouldn't be like, nominated by a president yeah that's i feel like a committee of randos throughout government should kidnap random like lawyers and judges across the country who have the most neutral like cases i guess or standpoints whatever the word is i'm looking for they black bag them drive them to the supreme court house throw them in a skirt or a robe whatever boom supreme court justice you seem very neutral. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, do like a fight club abduction and like interview in a bathroom. Exactly. <laughs> I can't find Bunch anything about the prison labor. Mm. Maybe it wasn't Supreme Court. I saw that. Might have been the state Supreme Court because I thought it was the, yeah. like the actual Supreme Court whenever it was the Cosby case, but then went back and read later that it was the, the state's Supreme Court. Right. You can give those things different names. Yeah. Kind of hard if you say you're the Supreme Court if you're not. The, yeah, the Supreme the Supreme Court. Court. Yeah, you're <laughs> a. You're not even Supreme. What's the your Grande Court? <laughs> <laughs> okay.
We can't all be A team, kid. <laughs> the, the backup court. <laughs> the, the what? What is it? A water boy court. <laughs> the sports medicine kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the Supreme Court has been up to some shenanigans. <laughs> Surprise! That's not at all worrying. No, the like, and everybody's like, "Oh, but it's a mixed bag because of Obamacare." But like, that's the only thing that wasn't voted across party lines, right? And again, reminder of the episode we just that you're listening to. This is Atrovon. They upheld child slavery. <laughs> yep, and then uh, yeah, also went out of their way to not say that like that Nestle was not involved in child slavery in any way. They just said they can't be it's sort of like a like like a Cosby thing. Like it's a legal technicality. Yeah. You can't punish them for the child slavery they're doing, but we're yeah. not saying they didn't do it. They did it, but they didn't like personally do it. They just paid people to do it. Oh, that's and really it, scary that the 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 voting right restrictions is upheld because that means that every conservative state is going to make sure to follow in suit and get as few black people voting as possible. Right. Oh, God. And that's a news story. I think we could call back to, at some point in recent episodes, maybe even the first, I said that if, oh, no, it was before we even started recording. Never mind. Yeah, anyway, you could call back to that time where all the people listening wouldn't have known that I said this. And Flashback. Uh, yeah, so when I said that, like, whatever Trump slammed Barrett in last minute, I was like, this person is going to be directly responsible for overturning Roe v. Wade, and I am going to leave this country and never come back. Because and that's with the decisions that were made in this session, that feels very likely considering these are lifelong appointments. Right. Oh, God. If only their lives were shorter, mm -hmm. he said hypothetically to no one in particular. <laughs> if only. <laughs> Imagine how much would be solved in this current threat if a few of our Supreme Court justices had shorter lifespans. <laughs> if they took two tickets to paradise. <laughs> uh, I think that's a Jimmy Buffett song. Paradise being an island, probably, and not... The afterlife. <laughs> the island from Lost. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting too specific. FBI placing us the parameters on what we are legally allowed to say involving the redaction of Supreme Court justices. <laughs> they had the, the FBI would have had to have watched Lost, and let's be honest. I could see that was from a time period where a Supreme Court justices are probably still really into Lost. That was the last show they watched. Yeah, but do you think they watched it all the way to the end? Because the big reveal is not till the last season. <laughs> they didn't get it if they did. Yeah, yeah. I don't, but anyway, we hope that... Oh, actually, we've got to update our baby awards because that gives us the Supreme Court of the United States with how many more points was that? Three? Yeah. Jeez. The, the dark money, the voting restrictions, and... Because what different Supreme Court... Oh, and the, uh, the, oh, wait, no, that's, that's the vote. What was the other one? I feel like we mentioned a third thing. Oh, 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 the union busting. I remembered. I yeah, that's remembered. what it was. Yeah. So that puts, that actually puts the Supreme Court of the United States ahead of Greg Abbott for this pair of episodes <laughs> with a total of five points. Oh my God. <laughs> do, do they each individually get an award or they no, get one to share? 
they they get one to share. Oh, okay. Because I don't I don't really care about divvying them up individually. They the what happens to one of them happens to all of them. They all some babies yeah. if they can't get done correctly. Reasonable. Yeah. Yeah, the, that sucks. I knew that this this was eventually going to happen. That the Supreme Court would eventually start hearing cases since Amy Cody Cody Barrett was put into place there, but. I still, it still like hurts to see, even if you know it's coming. Yeah. Like Mufasa's death scene every time. <laughs> the Supreme Court is the same as Mufasa's death scene. Yeah. That's an ADD quote. Yep. <laughs> that, that analysis brought to you by the one and only ADD news. <laughs> so yeah, that uh, brings the final score of five to Scotus, four to Abbott, and then points sporadically awarded to the rest of our babies down to the one point for Casey Anthony. <laughs> Dark horse. Yeah. Yeah. Sneaking in there with one point. Just like, actually, I don't think anybody else has one point anymore. I think everybody else has accumulated at least one more. <laughs> you heard it, Casey Anthony. Get in the news more often. Okay, yeah. Don't, don't do don't. that. <laughs> You've uh, done enough as it is. All right. Uh, that is it that is our episode thank you for listening to our two-part series make sure to tune in soon to uh, listen to our friend ryan who does not want to be named beyond ryan (laughs) oh did i say a lot of twos (laughs) no no it's good leave them in there this is part two (laughs) part two and and also two yeah. Two news, two serious. Yeah. So here, Ryan, give us the rundown in a two-part special on Jordan Peterson. Has this ever happened to you? You wanted to know all the minute details of Jordan Peterson's life and why he is the scumbag he is? Well, do we have the product for you? <laughs> it's Ryan. Ryan handily has a ton of personal research because he also has ADHD and went on a weird pandemic hyper-focused research spree on his life and he's going to give that to us soon. (laughs) Alright. News. News. More like noose. Am I right, McAfee? (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Successfully uninstalled. (laughs) 